You're listening to Make Your Way, Season 6, Episode 8. Welcome to Make Your Way, where we explore what it means to work and create on your own terms. Along with every episode, we post links to resources mentioned in the episode, along with a full transcript. You can find these materials at drkatylinder.com backslash MYW. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Hello. We're back again. At, like after five minutes of taking a break. I know. <laughs> <laughs> our listeners have no illusions about how this works now. No, I love it. <laughs> no. Well, and also like to our listeners, I cannot tell you how fun it is to be able to talk to Sarah Langworthy for like two plus uninterrupted hours after we haven't really been able to do this. Like this is actually really nice, especially like this time of the year. Like I... I love having reflections with friends and colleagues, and Agreed. so it's just nice to spend our morning it's, this way. Well, and Katie, right back at you. It's delightful to talk to you this morning, especially, like, sometimes these, when we record in the, on the weekends, I'm a little like, oh, God, okay, I have, to, I have to do a thing on a weekend morning. I can do it. I need more coffee. And then we get talking, and, now, like, now I want to work the rest of the day. Right, and I'm my like husband's going to be like, um, you know we have Christmas shopping to do, right? <laughs> Sorry, honey. Uh, yeah. So these are great and energizing conversations. I love having them. Yes. And this this episode, following our 2019 reflections, is all about 2020. Yeah. And um, we thought we would start by talking a little bit about how we approach 2020 planning or, or kind of annual planning for our businesses. Um, so Sarah, what does this look like for you in terms of process and just starting to like, are you someone that kind of naturally starts moving in this direction as the end of the year comes? Or are you, you know, what does it look like for you? Yeah, I think sort of yes, is the answer to that question. It, it really depends a little bit on what else is happening in my in my world. So December, for me is always a very busy time with all the holiday stuff. I'm also involved in choir and we have our big choir performances every year. So December is always a little bit of chaos. <laughs> and so sometimes for me, finding the space to be thinking about future stuff is difficult. So so some years I will start as early as October, November, really to kind of start jotting down notes and reflections and thinking about where do I want things to go. Um, because in some ways, you know, doing this kind of planning, especially for the business, it, it is kind of required on a rolling basis rather than um, you know, just one time in the year. That said, I do spend some time, especially kind of during the holiday period, um, letting my brain kind of decompress a little bit, <laughs> giving it some space to breathe. Um, but then really thinking critically about um, what happened in the year prior and what do I want the next year to look like? And so for me, that is much broader than uh, just my business. And I actually spend a, a good deal of time thinking about my intentions for the year. Um, in a, a few different categories. So I can talk a little bit about that. So usually um, what I end up doing is spending some time just thinking about what do I want um, sort of the theme for my upcoming year to be? Um, and and I might like pick one or two words that describe it. So um, for 2019, grounded was, was my primary word that I used. And I feel like that was actually pretty good word. Uh, and actually kind of kept me kept me grounded in some ways, um, being able to have that word to kind of come back to um, as sort of an overall theme for the year. And then what I do is I kind of break it up into different kind of categories of life, understanding, of course, that they are all interconnected and relate to one another and feed into and off of one another. But sometimes I find it easier to kind of break up goals if I kind of put them in compartments a little bit. So um, the ones that the kind of buckets, for lack of a better term, that I've used over the last couple of years include physical health, mental health, professional goals, family, marriage, personal and household. So um, sometimes that uh, that changes a little bit. Sometimes I'll, I'll merge some together, like sometimes personal and family kind of come together a little bit or marriage and family. Um, it just sort of depends on where my energy is and where my focus is and what's happening around me. Um, so just kind of depending on the year, I, I might kind of merge some of those a little bit. But um, then once I have those categories, I kind of go through and think about, okay, what do I want my physical health goals to be for the year? What do I want my marriage goals to be for the year? Um, what are things that I would like to focus on in our household, um, you know, Dish Mountain, for example, <laughs> are we going to work on Dish Mountain this year? Um, those sorts of things that 
I just want to be intentional and thoughtful about throughout the year. It's not even so much that I'm necessarily setting a specific goal, like for physical health. You know, I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to lose 10 pounds. You know, it's more about am I consistently, you know, getting in the exercise that makes me feel comfortable in my own skin? Something like that. So it's much more general. Um, and then I can kind of get down into the tactical if I need to or if I feel like, okay, this is this is something I really want to be thoughtful about what metrics I'm using to measure success here. Others are just sort of more awareness things, um, things that I want to be like, yep, I'm continuing to think about this, or this is a, a thing that is on my mind, rising to the top in this particular category. So I have not done uh, that process yet as of as of recording right now. Um, my plan is to do that kind of leading up to right, right around um, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day period. That's usually a great time for me to kind of take some space and do that. So um, I haven't done all of that stuff yet. That said, I have been thinking about <laughs> the business um, kind of on a more rolling basis. So I'm, I'm happy to talk a little bit about what that looks like when we get there. But um, Katie, I'm curious for you, what's your process? I know everybody does this a little bit differently. And I find it fascinating to kind of hear the different ways people approach planning for the new year. Yeah, I feel like my process has a little bit shifted this year. Um, I definitely in the past Usually because I blog and podcast about these topics um, around this time of the year, I do some reflection and then I just write it out kind of what I'm thinking. And then I podcast about it and and kind of share what I'm thinking. And that's a way for me to kind of track things throughout the year. Um, In the summer this this year, though, I started using a new tool that I've talked about in a few different places called PowerSheets. And this is a, a form of like monthly and quarterly goal setting. Um, it's from a company called Cultivate What Matters. And I stumbled across them on Instagram and really like what they're doing in terms of their brand and and some other kind of strategy things that they do. And um, so I I grabbed the six month version over the summer and I've been using it to kind of do some monthly planning. And one of the things that I appreciate about it is in the beginning, and and then I bought the annual one. So in the beginning, they have like 35 to 40 pages to kind of help you think about what's going well, what's not going well, and, and basically to kind of get you into a reflective mode for goal setting. So that you're not just kind of like randomly saying, what do I want to do? But you're really rooting it in your values, what you want to prioritize this year. Um, and I'm so big into the values piece of it. So that was something that I, I basically like as soon as December hit, I was like, when can I start goal setting? When can I, you know, like start doing this? Like if this is like my sweet spot of the year. And so I took a Saturday maybe a couple weeks ago and just like dove into the 2020 power sheets and spent probably about four to six hours, like really thinking about what does this look like for me? Now, the complicating factor for me this year is I am moving jobs. And the nice thing is it has fallen on the calendar year transition. So I feel really help. That's helping me to kind of make that transition. Um, and so I end my job at Oregon State in like mid-January, and then I start my job at Kansas State University in mid-January. So I have this kind of like interesting transition also happening around this time. And there's a lot about the new job that I don't know. And so my goal setting has really not included that. Like, I feel like that's a separate category that I'm kind of setting aside. There's some things I'm thinking about in terms of how I want to show up at that job that have been included in my goal setting. Um, that you'll hear about in a minute. But I think um, I've been trying to be open to what that situation is going to be and not try to be, you know, too granular about what I'm doing there. So I feel like I have several goals that are very business related and several goals that I feel are kind of business adjacent. Um, And the other thing I was thinking about, because last year we talked about word of the year and I said how much I hated it. And this year I've kind of chosen one, but with the caveat that I'm very open to changing it after like the Mm. first quarter, if I'm Mm -hmm. feeling like it's not useful to me. I think my challenge with word of the year is always like I get partway through the year and then I feel like it's no longer relevant. And and then I'm like, (laughs) I feel like I've failed in some way. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, so the phrase I'm I'm turning to, at least in the first quarter of this year, is deeply rooted Um, Mm. because I feel like as I'm making these life transitions, I can still be very rooted in my values. And I also really liked um, thinking about the word deep as being kind of intense, but also sometimes being in the middle of something like in the deep dark Mm. woods, like you're kind of in Mm -hmm. this messy spot. And so this idea of like being deeply into something and kind of immersing myself in some of this stuff, but also being rooted. 
and Mm -hmm. you know like what does it mean to have both of those things Mm -hmm. so that's that's how I'm kind of like easing myself into the year in terms of what that looks like and I do feel like throughout 2019 and I expect this to continue into 2020 I have been doing a lot of values work for myself personally and helping my clients do it too and so that has really helped me to think about what is going to stay stable and consistent as I make Mm -hmm. these big transitions and what are other things that I'm kind of open to seeing some change. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It's hard when, when things are in transition to know, like (laughs) it, when it's, it's not that it's murky, but you're like, I don't really know what this is going to look like. And so how is this going to fit into the grand scheme of the overarching plan is, is sometimes difficult. So yeah, I, I can definitely I can definitely understand that. Well, and I, I think our listeners won't be surprised to know that I can get a little bit rigid sometimes when it comes to, to this stuff. And I like my plans. Right. I like my <laughs> yeah. plans. I like being disciplined. I definitely believe that discipline brings freedom, you know, like, mm-hmm. so it's it's an intentional move for me mm-hmm. to say I'm not going to get rigid yet mm-hmm. about what this looks like because right. I need to just really be open to what it's going to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. And that feels good. Like that feels like mm-hmm. the right decision right now. There are other things though. Um, and what I appreciated about the, the power sheets is that it allows you to kind of set the goals and then it says, what are the first like three concrete steps? And what's mm-hmm. your timeline for those concrete steps? So I, I set eight different goals And then I was able to articulate, like, what are some of the things I want to do? And some of them I've already really moved forward already. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to wait until January. Like, it it really clarified for me some things I wanted to do. And I could start those things right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was really helpful, too, to just start to think about. And and I think that's a good lesson for all of us. Like, you don't have to wait to Jan 1. Right. You know, like, if you're doing this reflective work in December, what's to stop you from using this time? If you have downtime or if you have other things that are cleared off your plate to start mm-hmm. to make movement on some of these areas that you want to yep. see change. Yeah, for sure. And if conversely, you're like me clawing your way to the finish line of 2019 and need a little space before you could think about 2020, that's also okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I think this is such a personal thing. And it some is, people yeah. come to this time of the year and they're just like, the last thing I want to think about is 2020 yeah. like they're yeah. just I mean I it's one of those things where I want to be thinking about 2020 but there just is not space to do that mm-hmm. yet and so I'm like I'm I'm really excited about 2020 and really excited to like actually goal set and do some planning and all of that kind of stuff but it has been a bit of a slog in December so <laughs> just kind of getting through all the things so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I hear that yeah. okay so what are some of the things you've been thinking about with your business mm-hmm. in terms of 2020 Well, so as I mentioned in the last uh, episode that we recorded, Katie, uh, in 2019, I pivoted uh, my business pretty significantly. Um, So now I am focused more on what I'm calling for the moment, (laughs) uh, creative communications consulting. So um, really, I'm focusing a lot more on helping people tell their stories in ways that work for them. Um, And I mean that fairly globally. Um, And so I'm offering kind of a variety of consulting services because there are different different kinds of services I can offer in that arena. Um, But I'm also really focusing in on video making and um, helping other people make videos in the ways that work for them. So in January, Uh, probably mid to end of January, um, I will be releasing something I've been working on in the background for a while, (laughs) Um, which is an eight week email automated series, which is going to be free. Um, But it is a video each week on a different part of the video making process, at least the way I approach it from the perspective of, hey, you're kind of new to video, you want to get started in it, but you don't really know how to start or where you, you know, what things you should be thinking about or focusing on. Um, And so I really am going to be walking people through that process. Um, It has been a lot of work filming and will be even more work to be editing it uh, and getting it all put, put together. But this has been something that I've been thinking about really since I decided to pivot the business and has been something that's really exciting and creatively exciting to me. So I, I'm very much looking forward to um, being release, releasing that soon. So if you're listening to this, um, 
I think by the time this releases, I will have uh, a sign up for that up on my website, uh, which is drlangworthy.com or developplayllc.com. They go to the same place. <laughs> um, and so there will be a sign up for that. I'm calling that program Video Your Way. Um, so it's kind of like Make Your Way. Sorry, Katie, I kind of uh, <laughs> co-opted the podcast name, but um, it just seemed to really resonate with with the ideals uh, of the the approach that I'm using, which is that you can make good videos with very little um, expertise in visual and audio and all of these things. It, it doesn't have to be a huge, um, a huge learning curve. Like there are ways to make compelling content um, for anybody out there. Uh, the great thing about technology is that it's really made video accessible for, uh, for a lot of people. And it's, it's a lot easier to kind of work it into your communications or into, um, you know, creating your own courses and those sorts of things. So there's lots of different ways to use video. So I'm excited to release uh, that in January. That's a, a big one. But then there are some other offerings that are going to be associated with that. So one of the really cool things that happened um, kind of towards the end of 2019, when I put out in my Honestly series that I was making this this pivot um, t toward, you know, more video focused work, um, one of my readers reached out and she said, you know, I, I've been really wanting to learn about doing video and I just don't know where to start. Like, could we have some consulting sessions or something? You know, do you have a training or something that you could offer? I'd really love to work with you. What might that look like? And so over the fall, uh, through the course of, of meeting with this person one-on-one -on -one virtually, um, I've created now a five-session video your way consulting series. Ooh. So it's a much more, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, somebody asked me to do the thing. Now I have to make it. Um, so I will be offering uh, that as well as an option for people who want to get more one-on-one -on -one time with me, who want some feedback on some of the stuff they're creating, who really want to dive a little bit deeper in some of the concepts that I talk about in the email automation series. Um, so I'll be offering that as a sort of um, separate package. Or if you just want the workbook that I also created along <laughs> along with the consulting package, you can just buy that too. So I'm going to have lots of products and services kind of in the online space in ways that I have not before. And I'm super excited about it. Okay, and I'm also really a little too. terrified. Okay, so I, you have so much energy around this, I just can't even handle it. So I know some people listening to this, including me, are like, ooh, this is really interesting. Do you have price points for any of this yet that you can discuss? Or is that still mm -hmm. kind of being decided? That's kind of being decided. So um, the the products themselves will probably release closer to like February, March timeframe. Okay. So um, the goal was to get the email automation out first. And because it's kind of an eight week thing, um, you know, it's kind of leading people through the process with the goal of at the end kind of being like, okay, so here's some more stuff you can use um, if you want to go a little bit deeper. So I'm hoping to release that stuff a little bit earlier than, you know, late March. Uh, but, but the plan was to kind of release those um, not all at the same time. So I don't quite have price points yet. I'm open to suggestions if you have them, Katie, perhaps for an offline conversation. But I was going to say, perhaps we need to discuss this. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's it's exciting. I'm really thrilled to be kind of getting into that world a little bit more. And it was one of those things where, um, when we've talked about this before, Katie, where you kind of put your energy and intention out into the world and things kind of fall into place. Um, and I really felt that way with um, the woman who reached out and said, hey, would you work with me on this? Like, what what could this look like? Because then I was kind of forced to think about, okay, what would this look like? And and I kind of had to put together this consulting package. And now I'm like, cool, now that's a thing I can do with other people who might be interested in going a little deeper and really figuring out how can I make this work for me and my business or my, you know, organization or whatever. Um, and I love the idea of working one-on-one -on -one or in small groups with people uh, to really help them take their creative communications to the next level. And that's that was something I got to do in this particular case. And I'm excited to like take it and share it more broadly. So mm. yay. That is so thanks. exciting. Yeah, it's good stuff. So I have the first quarter planned out. After that, who knows? <laughs> in typical fashion, I'm like, let's throw this against the wall and see if it sticks. <laughs> so we have also, we've talked in the past that you don't, I don't think you'd normally set kind of like revenue goals for your year. Do you have anything like that, like metrics that you're working toward? 
Um, I want to do at least uh, as well as I did this year, and I don't think that will be a problem because this year was was fine, but it was not um, not amazing. Uh, and so I think with some of the shift in the business, um, and, and I'm also offering consulting services for organizations kind of in the traditional model as well. So between the consulting, some of the online uh, consulting and packages and workbooks and things, um, I, I do feel confident it's going to be a higher revenue year. I have not done any projections yet because I don't like we said don't have price points for some of these things yet so I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like um but I I am excited that I think this is going to be a better better year financially mm-hmm. that's so. awesome yay I'm super excited about this yay yeah it's good stuff yeah, yeah. I, I I even have some ideas for season seven to talk to you about <laughs> I'm excited. excellent well so I'm curious Katie what do you have kind of on the initial radar for 2020 or what things are you working on oh Sarah I'm so glad you've asked <laughs> um okay so I think I mentioned I have kind of like business goals and then I have what I consider to be kind of like business adjacent goals that will help me to do these things well Um, But the ones that I feel like are kind of squarely in the business realm is um, the first one is I'd really like to deepen my coaching practice. And I was just talking with someone the other day about how sometimes when you do something for a long time, it can kind of get on autopilot. And I feel that is totally possible with coaching because it is pretty systematic in terms of how you do it. There's there's some structural elements to it. And um, so I'm doing a lot around coaching. I'm doing a lot of coaching. I'm doing the coach training. You know, there's these other things. But I want to make sure that my practice is staying kind of personalized to me and in terms of my own growth and professional development. So what that looks like for me is I've set some kind of concrete goals of reading at least six books on coaching throughout the year and and kind of making sure that I'm kind of um, staying up in terms of my knowledge and and different tools and things I might want to use. I'm going to be keeping a coaching journal um, to record my own kind of thoughts and on tools and techniques and things in my own coaching strategies um, in terms of the clients that I'm working with. And then I also want to try practicing some of my coaching skills at my day job. And this is something I haven't really been able to do in my current position, but I think my new position is going to offer me a lot of opportunities for that. So um, to clarify, it does not mean like taking on clients that are like people who report to me or anything like that, but just like having a coaching mindset and, and what would that look like and how could it help me as I'm like facilitating meetings, for example. Um, And so that's something that I'm really thinking deeply about. And for people who've been following the new Coach to Coach podcast, I talk about this in season two. Um, So this is actually episode seven of season two, which we'll be releasing in late March um, as we're recording this. So if you wanna hear more about that, I actually get coached around this idea of coaching in my day job. So one, one goal is kind of that deepening of my coaching practice. The second goal that kind of surprised me when it came out of my reflective work um, for this year was I realized how much I have enjoyed the values work of coaching and alignment around values and goals for people. And I think you people who are listening to this are probably like, yeah, that's like totally in your wheelhouse. But it's something that I've really enjoyed doing. And so one of my goals is to further develop as a, a values and an alignment coach, and maybe even to like niche a little bit in that direction. Because a lot of the people who are coming to me, especially around career transition or things like that, that's what they need. And I feel like there are opportunities for me to create like a workbook or something that would allow clients to kind of, kind of like what you said, you have this five part you know, series, something like that, that would allow people to identify their values and start to kind of use them to make decisions about what's next for them. The other thing that's tied to that is I decided to transition my prolific community, which in the past has been focused on writing and publication, to being more about meaningful productivity and goals and values alignment. That happened this month. That was one of those things that I was like, oh, I should do that for 2020. And then boom, it happened in December. So yeah, that came that came really quickly. Um, and what that allows me to do is not just bring in my writing group clients into that space, but basically all of my client base now fits into that prolific ideal or idea set of ideas about what I want to do. So um, so basically, what that looks like is we're doing like monthly goals and um, intention setting. We're reading some books throughout the year, and we're doing weekly accountability check ins. But it's not just on writing and publication. I also significantly dropped the price. So for people who have been looking at Prolific and thinking, oh, it's just a little too much, it's now $9.99 a month or $99 for the year. So take a look. Yeah, it's on my website. 
Um, and then the other piece of that goal is maybe updating my website a little bit in my bio, in my coaching page about that values alignment work and what that looks like. So I'm starting to kind of think about that. So goal number two is kind of grouped around furthering developing as a values and alignment coach. There's two more. Okay. okay. Then I'll get to the, the adjacent ones. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of like, I have like themes and then I have like specific mm-hmm. things under the themes that I'm trying to do. The third one is I would really like to strengthen and personalize my client support structures, particularly around coaching. And I like a better onboarding process. And this is something I've been talking about for a while. And I've actually been actively exploring possibilities for that for this this year. And I haven't quite landed on what I want to do. So this is something that I definitely think will continue kind of throughout 2020. And then I'd also really like to do a better pre-post session, like prep and debrief for people um, to kind of get them ready to come into the session. And then after the session to help them reflect on what they're taking away. And right now I kind of just send them the recording and Mm. say like, okay, I'll check in with you. Like, or if we have an accountability plan or something. And I just feel like there's so much more that could be done there. And Mm. in part, it's just time. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'd like to give that some thought and just really, you know, process what I could potentially be doing there. So that's kind of a third grouping of, of my goals. And then the fourth one is just kind of generally nurturing business growth. And I put a bunch of stuff into this category. Um, I recently decided to add a waitlist structure to my website that would allow Mm. people to say they're interested in a program that's coming up later in the year. Mm. And that allows me to kind of build up lists of people that I can then contact as it's getting closer. So I'm doing this for... um, four programs, basically the coach training, the seven weeks to radical self-trust program, the writing groups and something else that I can't remember right now. I can't remember, but it's on (laughs) basically, oh, slow hustle, slow hustle. So as things kind of close for like the most recent iteration, you can then sign up for the wait list for the next one. And that basically just means I'll contact you. It's, it's no Mm -hmm. commitment or anything, but I have several clients who are like, I don't want to do the writing group now, but I know I want to do the summer one. Mm -hmm. And rather than trying to track all that, like it just, I can automate it. And then also when they sign up, I'm using Airtable forms. And so I also ask like, do you want to be contacted about private coaching? Like this, this Mm -hmm. program is not open right now, but do you want to become a private coaching client in the meantime or something like that? Mm So So I've already, that's something I've already implemented. I wanted to also around this nurture business growth, um, really articulate my 2020 events and programs in support of that idea. Like these Mm -hmm. things are on the website at the beginning of the year. So you know Mm -hmm. what's coming up. Um, And so that is something that I've already, I did that planning, you know, the website's been updated. And that allows me too to have a more concrete content plan around those those things. And so that kind of content marketing, which we talked about um, back in season five, I'm really trying to get, you know, again, those systems going around mm-hmm. that. Um, rebranding prolific was definitely part of this um, nurturing business growth. And then the other two things that I'm thinking about, actually based on just the conversation we just had in the last episode was um, one, some kind of admin support and mm-hmm. what that might look like in 2020. And what specific things I might want that person to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And so just kind of thinking along those lines. And then the other thing that I am like super excited to talk with you about, Sarah, is so this house that we've bought in Kansas that we're moving into is a five bedroom house. Mm. And we have a lot of extra space than we have right now. We currently live in a 1200 square foot house. Are you putting in a recording studio? I might be putting in a recording studio. And I might be also putting in like a video studio. Yeah, I'm like super excited. So and we've also I think we have a three car garage. And so part of me is like, could we use part of the garage space to do some setup for this? And so definitely I'm going to be talking with you about this, Sarah. But I'd love to have a space where I can do audio and video where I'm not moving everything around all the time. Because right right now it's like I have to take my mic into the podcast closet or if I do set up for a video, then I'm like tearing it down. Like I'd like a place where I can just have like lighting and setup and, you know, a background that doesn't change and, you know, like just get some of that kind of solidified. And I don't feel like I want to go like crazy with this in especially the first part of 2020, just because things are going to be a little nuts with the move and the new job and everything. But um it's definitely something. I mean, obviously the podcast studio is going to have to be somewhere. 
So I need to think about that and kind of how I want to set it up um, and whether it will be in my office space or whether it will be in its own kind of separate space because um, I'm kind of open to either thing. But yeah, so those are some things that are on my mind around nurturing business growth. So those are the four kind of businessy goals, deepening my coaching practice, further developing as a values or alignment coach, strengthening and personalizing client support services, and then nurturing the business growth. Um, and then some adjacent goals that I've set are some things around um, solitude time and reflection time and just building in time for that, building in some time for rest because I know I'm really going to need it this year. Um, I would really like to get started with running again. Um, this is something I did about four or five years ago and just felt really good um, when it was happening. So the running and kind of a yoga practice are things I'm really thinking deeply about for 2020. Um, so yeah, those are the things that I think are are there. And then I do have a revenue goal that yeah. I've been thinking about. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, this one feels kind of scary to me, but I feel like it's reasonable. Mm-hmm. And that is I would like to be closer to 200000 this year than I am mm-hmm. to 100000 And maybe closer to 200000 than to 150000 So like awesome. getting up into that you know, that range. 175 yep. range or higher. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I, I don't know. You might as, you might as well go for it. I, I kind of no reason like, not to. Right. I mean, I'm tracking all this stuff and, and I, our programs are looking really good right now for 2020. And we have what's, what's actually been really helpful this year in terms of kind of this weird kind of revenue model shift is because I have two major on-ramping programs starting in January it's allowed me to forecast the mm-hmm. year a lot more easily because we filled the coach training for January on ramp and we filled slow hustle. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, we have all this revenue that we know is coming in. You know, yeah. like it'll come in at different points throughout the year, but a lot of it's coming in in January. So, and then I have another on ramping to the coach training happening in July. Okay. So those kinds of systematic, you know, like, um, consistencies within the business have really shifted how things look like I didn't Mm -hmm. have the I mean slow hustle happened last year but it was like the first time I was really doing Mm -hmm. that and so now it's and I had the writing groups but they were kind of sporadic and they weren't huge in terms of revenue so um well relatively speaking I guess I should say so yeah, it's it's an interesting space to be in, to be able to kind of look at the year and say, well, we know that this much is coming in for sure. So mm-hmm. the the revenue goal does need to increase. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's so it's so cool to hear you talk about all this stuff, both because like I can tell there's just gonna be some really great stuff that's gonna happen for you in twenty twenty. And also I I'm hearing a lot of the sort of evolution of Katie Linder as a business entrepreneur mogul taking over the world too, which is so fun because I I love that you're focused on your values, right? That is so core to who you are and so core to what you offer to other people. And so to hear you reflecting on like, my values need to be centered here. And what does that mean for me this year? And also thinking about planning and growth and building and offering new things. And like, it's just so very you and I just love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. It does feel very, things are feeling very aligned. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a really good feeling. I think that for people who've listened to the show from the very beginning, I don't feel like we've had misalignment necessarily. I mean, maybe in some situations, but it's more like we're just kind of, I mean, I was flailing in the beginning Mm -hmm. and and in a good way. Like, this is just what you do. Like, it's not, you know, but it's not always controlled. It's not always planful. It's not always intentional. Mm-hmm. And I feel like both of us have been kind of figuring out what our values are during this whole period. And so to get to a place where I'm like, okay, yeah, this this makes sense mm-hmm. based on my values, based on where the business is going. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, just to kind of give some kind of fun things that I'll be thinking about this year, because it might come up in, in future episodes. I don't feel like this are, these are 2020 things, but these are things that are like maybe laying the groundwork is part of the reason that I wanted to think about moving to the middle of the country. And if you look at a map and you look where I'm going to be living, which is Manhattan, Kansas, it is right smack in the middle, people. <laughs> I could not be any closer to the middle of the country. <sighs> it's a little hard to get to Manhattan, but it is not hard to get to Kansas City, uh, which mm-hmm. is about two hours east of where I'll be living. 
And so I definitely have been kind of thinking about that move as being something that would lay the groundwork for maybe some in-person retreats if I wanted mm-hmm. to do that at some point. And cool. that it would be so much easier for people to come to me if I was right smack in the middle versus like, you know, tucked up in Portland area or tucked up in the Boston area, which is where I've been the past 10 mm-hmm. years um, in both of those different coastal cities. And so that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I had thought about retreats a while back and kind of like, relatively quickly discarded the idea just because the timing was not right. And I knew that. And I I thought it would just be too logistically difficult. But now that I'm moving to Kansas, I'm like, okay, I can think about this. Like I can Mm -hmm. kind of think about what this would look like to, Mm -hmm. and how, how could I make it affordable? How could I niche it in a way that like, it would make a lot of sense for people to do this, you know, and to come and do this work in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and what about it would need to be in person versus virtual because I do so much, so much of my work virtually now. So that's a fun thing just to kind of think about and mm-hmm. to start to like see the seeds being planted for something that maybe a couple of years from now mm-hmm. would be like a fun outgrowth of what this could look like. And even yeah. like doing coach training face to face or, you know, some mm-hmm. of that stuff, it's like, okay, I can start to see, you know, strands of how yep. this could be kind of growing in certain directions. Or a radical self-trust conference. I don't know. Just just throw that out there. Well, I've definitely thought about radical <laughs> self-trust. I've also really thought about, this is my secret dream. I'm going to share it on the podcast. And, <gasps> and hopefully we can all like make it happen. Um, <laughs> I would love to do like an introvert retreat. Oh my goodness. Where it's like, you're in the same room, but reading your separate books totally. together. Totally. Like, I mean, there, there would be like, <laughs> there would be like some yoga stuff. There would be some sure. private coaching stuff. If you wanted to have a coaching session, there would be like things that would be available if you wanted to do yeah. like a cooking class or like some yeah. kind of little extroverty things. Uh-huh. Um, but it would all be like completely up to you and you could say no to whatever you wanted. And uh-huh. if you wanted to just like sleep and read and uh-huh. write or whatever it is you want to do, knit. I mean, like whatever. Uh-huh. I, I don't mean to like, you know stereotype our introverts around here, but, um, (laughs) quiet activities, coloring. I mean, like, I don't care. I don't care what it is. Uh, but I think that would be really fun to kind of lead people into a reflective space where they have complete control over like what feels good and what they want to do. And, um, there is definitely part of me that's like, that would be so much fun. That would be, that would be very cool. Yeah. So I would come to that. (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've been thinking about, you know, stuff like that. And, just like I, one of the things I found, especially, yeah, this year, I mean, it's 2019, just like, like I, I look at it and I'm like, haven't I been doing this for like five years? And really it was like all happening in 2019. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that really became very apparent to me this year when I was running the group coaching programs is if you market them the right way and you kind of niche them the right way, there's like this magical thing when people come together because they're just mm-hmm. the right people for each other to be mm-hmm. meeting in that moment. And so these relationships have been forming in these groups. And this is why I expanded Prolific. Because I was like, these people need to have a space to see each other again. Like, and I can't be running alum programs like every quarter. You know, like I just don't have the logistical, you know, bandwidth to do that. Mm -hmm. So let's put them all into Prolific and they can at least kind of stay connected there because friendships are forming. People are really feeling supported and seen by other members of these groups because they have this space. And so part of me is like, that would be really neat to be able to create mm-hmm. that in a face-to-face environment. Yeah. And especially one that I could replicate consistently where it's like, you could come back, you know, like if yeah. this was like a respite for you, yeah. then come back next year, you know, like, yeah. and build it into your schedule where we're going to do some like cool values work and we're going to be mm-hmm. reflective and like, I yeah. just can't even. That would be cool. It's just, oh. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, I need to think about like what that would look like, but definitely this move to Kansas. I think people like the funny thing is people at my work were like, oh, so you're going back to Kansas. And, and you're I'm like, like no, 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 I'm not from Kansas, but people assume they're like, if you're going to Kansas, it must be because you're it from there. Like why else from... would you go there? <laughs> and I'm actually really excited. Like this is part of my vision. This is part yeah. of my long-term vision of like what we're doing with this business. And so it feels good like it feels yeah. like the right move because of that well and uh, as a side note i am very glad you're moving to kansas one because then we can be on the t- same time zone yes. and two because kansas city is a heck of a lot closer than oregon yeah. so 
Yeah. <laughs> that's actually almost drivable, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. I think that's, I'm really excited also just to shift my client base with the time zone too, because I work yeah. with a lot of East Coast people Yeah. and it's going to make things so much easier for them um, because it is a pain in the butt sometimes to, to schedule people. And also my international folks that I work with, like, I think it's just going to be easier. Even the two hour shift will mm-hmm. make a difference. But mm-hmm. so I'm curious, Sarah, are there things for you with the Honestly series or with the stuff with video, like, are you also thinking like a couple years out or like starting to, not even in a solid way, but like, are there like whispers of things that you're like, yeah, I could see some stuff growing out of this? Um, I mean, a little bit here and there, I think because this, the shift has, uh, is still fairly new and because I'm still kind of in the early stages of figuring out, um, you know, what I want this to look like, even in the short term, I don't have a great grasp on where it could go. And I think, you know, to call back to the last episode, when we were talking about sort of trusting your gut, and just sort of trusting that things are going to, you know, present themselves, uh, and the universe is going to kind of, you know, give you some clarity. Um, that's kind of where I am right now. Like, I, I feel really energized and excited about where this could lead. And I can I can see kind of a few different directions where it could lead, um, you know, to some more speaking and training again, because I do enjoy that process. And I enjoy meeting lots of people and being in front of groups of people and doing that sort of thing. So I, I am excited about the potential for thinking about what could that look like in the future. Um, I'm also just really excited to you know, get some new clients and work with people in some different ways. Um, and whether that's individuals or whether that's organizations, um, you know, I've done some work with nonprofits in the last couple of years and have really just loved that culture and that ethos of like providing public value and and being really connected to, um, you know, giving back to communities and that sort of thing. And that has been something that I felt like has been, lacking a little bit in some of the work that uh, that I have done previously. And so I do, you know, speaking from sort of a values perspective, I would like a lot of my work to be service oriented, right? I would like to be um, connecting to organizations and helping organizations that are doing good work for people um, in general. And so I think, you know, if there are ways I can offer my skills that are um, helping others expand their work in in those kind of important ways and giving back to communities and building communities, I think that's that's something I would be really interested in exploring and seeing seeing where this can lead in that direction as well. So um, I think for me, it's it's trusting that <laughs> that this will work out in some interesting ways. Um, and also just being excited about the opportunities. And, and I know there are going to be challenges that come with that too, right? There are going to be those periods where I'm going to have to decide, am I going to go this way or am I going to go this other way? And um, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to those challenges and, and those opportunities as they present themselves and to try to figure out what's next. So um, basically, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a lot of answer in terms of uh, what's coming down the line, um, you know, further, further, further afield, but I am, I'm excited to see what comes further down the field. Yeah, it sounds very values led, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, as you're yeah. talking, I'm like, yep, that's you being rooted in your values. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Even if my values are sometimes, let's throw it against the wall and see if it sticks (laughs) and go from there. Exactly. Okay. Well, and it's interesting because um, in the first season of Coach to Coach, also episode seven, episode sevens are like, they're they're good episodes. Um, I talked about kind of how values deepen and mature over time Mm -hmm. and how they can show up kind of differently in our lives. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a really interesting conversation to have around the time that I was doing the job search and kind of thinking about transition, um, because it is true. And so Mm -hmm. I think that even with our businesses, our business values also show up in different ways. And that's kind of fun to see that and to be Mm -hmm. attentive to that and reflective about that throughout the year. Yeah. 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 No, it's it. I'm excited for both of us for 2020. I think there's going to be a lot a lot of cool stuff that happens. I, I hope really anyway. Too. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm curious, Sarah, for folks who are listening to this, maybe we can talk a little bit about kind of how we check in with this stuff throughout the year. Cause I think you and I do it pretty differently. And for mm-hmm. people who are like, yep, it's all great to set the goals, but then how do you like follow through with these yeah. things? So yeah. it sounds like your goals, and this makes sense kind of given our history and how we've talked about this in the past are kind of quarter centric Mm-hmm. And then you'll kind of continue to think throughout the year of what you're you're thinking about. Yep. So that is a strategy, I think, mm-hmm. for people to consider. If you're like, I can't do annual planning. 
I, I would also kind of clarify that the power sheets method that I'm using, you do revisit these goals every quarter. So if I right. check something off, then I can kind of replace it with something else. Or if I want to move it, you know, and it's not working for me, I can make those those adjustments. So when I think mm -hmm. about my goal setting, I'm not thinking about the whole year. I am really yeah. thinking about the first quarter in some ways as well. But how are you kind of thinking about launching into this stuff? Is this like Jan 1? I'm like, I'm going there. <laughs> or, or is this like an easing in for you? Like, tell us mm -hmm. more about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of this stuff is stuff I've been inching towards and working towards for the last several months, too. So I think that I think, again, something we talked about in the last episode, Katie, is that a lot of the stuff that we're now publicly talking about are things that we've been working on behind the scenes for a long time. Right. And so it, you know, in some ways, it's just sort of like, oh, well, this is happening because of all the work I put into it in the last quarter. So next quarter, though, these are the things that are releasing you know, I know that there are going to be things that are going to come up that I'm going to be working toward for the following quarter. So that's the other weird thing about like planning too, is you're, you're kind of planning, you know, not only the next quarter, but also planning for the work that needs to happen for the quarter after that, or, or the year after that or whatever. And, you know, we've talked about that in, in the past as well. Um, I think for me, you know, it's, you know, January 1 is kind of an, an easy start date, quote unquote. But I, for me, it just kind of continues to feel like a rolling process. Um, and so a lot of these things are are a little bit fluid in terms of, you know, when exactly things are going to release at this point. I haven't thought through exactly when all of those launches are happening and all of that kind of stuff. And a lot of that depends on looking at my calendar and figuring out my capacity and how much time do I actually have to give to these various things and what's feasible and that sort of thing. Um, in terms of checking in on stuff throughout the year, for me, I, I don't have like a, a set schedule for when I check in with my intentions for the year. I, I think it's more based on how am I feeling about stuff. Um, so again, kind of using using my uh, feelings and my gut to kind of tell me when I need to check in on that stuff. Um, so this last year, I had a couple of times, I want to say it was like, May, June, and then again in September um, were kind of the natural periods for me to, I, I literally pulled out my intention sheet for the year and I looked at it and I kind of just did a little, a little mental check-in on those things as like, am I, am I where I want to be with this? And if not, what do I need to do or how do I need to refocus my intention or my energy to make sure I am addressing this in the ways that I want to. Is this goal even still relevant? Is it something that I still care about? Or, you know, has that shifted in some way, shape or form? And if so, is there something else that I need to slot in here instead? And so um, I, you know, I don't have sort of metrics that I'm using necessarily throughout the year. Um, but it's more of just kind of a checking in and saying, like, am I honestly hitting these things the way I want to be? Or am I focusing the energy that I want to be on these particular things, what things need adjusting, what needs removing, what needs adding. Um, and it's kind of just a period of reflection. And it's usually, you know, maybe an hour or so, a couple of times um, a year, maybe once a quarter or so, where I just pull out the sheet again and kind of check in and say, how am I doing? Um, and what other things have come up? What else is interesting? And what else is new? So um, that's kind of how I do it. It's, a, you know, a little more um, loosey-goosey maybe, but I, I find that that works well for me because I am able to kind of sit down and just be honest with myself about where am I and and where do I need to be moving and, and shifting my energy. So um, yeah, what about you? How are you kind of measuring these things throughout the year and, and your metrics for success, quote unquote? <laughs> Uh, well, before I get to that, I also just want to say, like, you call it loosey-goosey, but it also feels very low pressure to me what you're doing. Ah, and yeah. I that's helpful, I think, for some people, that it's yeah. not, you're not going into it with a lot of judgment. It's just kind of yeah. like, let's do a check-in. Let's kind of see how things are. And I think that's actually a really positive way of doing it. Um, so how do I do this? Okay, so now that I'm using the power sheets, um, and again, I'll link to these in the, the show notes, it allows you to do kind of a monthly check-in of kind of where things are. And then there's also quarterly check-ins that are built into the planner. So this has actually been a really helpful way for me to have a place to do the reflective work that I'm basically already doing. Cause I usually do quarterly check-ins on my blog and I don't always, the monthly thing has been relatively new to me. I started that about halfway through 2019 and it is actually a really good timing for me to be like every month, like, what is my intention for this next month? You know, what's going on? Like just the, I'm a weekly planner, but not always a monthly planner and I'm a quarterly planner. So like it, the month is kind of that in-between space that's been actually really helpful for me. 
And the other thing that I've been doing that I've found really useful that allowed me to do kind of the monthly check-ins that you're kind of talking about um, on the more quarterly basis is I'm doing monthly to-do lists now, which allows me to think about bigger projects that I want to check off during the month or just things that I'm kind of assigning to that Mm -hmm. month that I need to do. And that also helps me to see like in a whole, as a whole, Mm -hmm. how much is my load? Um, And so that's also been something that's allowed me to kind of check in on progress on things because I can kind of assign and say, oh, I don't need to do that until February. And then I kind of like add it to the February list. Um, The nice thing that, that power sheets, I'm like being a commercial for power sheets, but that's okay. So many of my (laughs) clients have bought this product. So um, hashtag not resonating. Yeah, it is (laughs) not sponsored. Um, But the nice thing is that the monthly, they call it attending list. There's a lot of language that's associated Mm -hmm. with power sheets, but it's not overwhelming. Um, it allows you to do like, what's your top priority? What are some encouraging words? So if you want to mm-hmm. like set an intention or I've put a quote there before that's been helpful to me. And then there's these monthly action items, weekly action items and daily action action items. So if you're trying to track like a certain number of steps every day or that mm-hmm. you're drinking water, or for me, my, my daily stuff is like morning pages. Am I in bed by 9 PM? Cause sleep is really important to me. Um, so that kind of stuff is like able to be tracked a little bit in there and is allowing me to see when I'm kind of falling off the wagon with certain stuff. Um, and when I need to get back to kind of Mm -hmm. putting attention there. So I feel like this is a tool that's allowing me to track kind of daily, weekly, monthly, in addition to quarterly, it's like all Mm -hmm. in one spot. Whereas before I was doing it in a bunch of different places. Um, even though it was, I've always found those things helpful, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. always doing it in a kind of a systematic way. So that is something um, that I think is helping me is this tool and I'm using it in addition to my weekly planner. So now I'm like having all these planners, but <laughs> that's okay. I, they're, they're meaningful in terms mm-hmm. of what they're offering for me. But the other thing I would say is like right now, as we record this, it is the 22nd of December. By the way, Christmas is three days away, Sarah. So I'm not sure if you, <laughs> By were, the way. you were knowing that, but when I woke up this morning and I wrote in my morning pages and I was like, Christmas is happening uh, in like three days. How is it possible that that kind of snuck up on me? Um, <laughs> who doesn't have her Christmas presents bought yet? Me, 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 uh, yeah. me. Well, who had her partner buy all their Christmas presents on Amazon <laughs> two days ago? Me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but this is, so I, I gave you that date just to say like, this is a definite sprint time for me. And I feel mm-hmm. like um, in the past, I've had a retreat time during this kind of window around Christmas and because I'm leaving my job and I'm using my vacation very strategically in order to do that, I can't take a retreat this year. And yeah. so my weekends have been like, I'm like pre-recording podcast episodes. I'm like prepping everything I can possibly prep for quarter one, because I know as soon as I start this new job, I'm going to be really yeah. cognitively overloaded. And it's going to be just all I can do to take care of my clients and run my yeah. programs. So this 2020 planning has been really what I needed because mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to plan ahead for my future self to keep her from going bonkers, you know, in like February <laughs> yeah. and March and April yeah. um, and trying to do what I can to kind of work mm-hmm. ahead. And that will, I think, hopefully allow me to not be completely stressed out when we're unpacking. And, you know, I don't, I'm not going to feel rushed to get my podcast studio up and running again because I'm going to have some yep. episodes kind of in the background. So, um, that is also something that's like heavily on my mind. And I know that mm-hmm. maybe not a lot of people can relate to this who are listening to this, but when you get into these periods and you know that something is coming, we don't always mm-hmm. know. Um, but when you do know, I am so motivated yeah. to just like cross as many things off my list as possible. And so these next two weeks are really an intense period for me in terms mm-hmm. of just getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. So can I ask a a question about that on the sort of flip side, which is um, when is when do you have some rest scheduled in there? Yeah, because you did just mention that that was a priority for you. And I'm hearing that the next couple of weeks are going to be a little bananas. So when's your next period of rest? Thank you for holding (laughs) me accountable, Sarah. Um, So actually, what I would say is in some ways, the sprint is to allow for the rest, because I know, for example, at the end of the day, um, after I've gone to this new job, I'm going to need to process that. I'm going to need to be, you know, I'm going to be tired. Like I'm just going to be like mentally and physically fatigued. And so I pulled back on my programming. I'm only running one writing group. Um, I'm running two writing groups throughout the year instead of seven. (laughs) So 
Like I'm, I'm really pulling yeah. back. Like I'm yeah. really pulling back. So I, I, there's just like more open time on my calendar. Um, and then I've also built in some stuff throughout the year in terms of like, um, what I didn't go into in detail for like the rest goals was this has a lot to do with like reading novels, building in vacation time, leaving work by five 30 on a consistent basis. I'd like to build in some yoga in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week. I've got a yoga studio about two weeks or t- two weeks, two blocks from where I'm going to be working. So I'm kind of trying to build in some of that and then really just being attentive to the sleep and the making sure I'm eating well and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. the exercise piece is definitely part of that, even though that doesn't feel like rest. It's definitely part of like taking care of my physical mm-hmm. self in the midst of this transition. So I feel like the sprint is what I'm trying to do to get me to a place where I will have a lot of time and space in the coming mm-hmm. months so that if I do want to take the night off and watch a movie, you know, like I'm not like, oh my God, I have to record a podcast for tomorrow. Like I'm sure. I'm trying to kind of pre-prep everything. So um, yes, I'm glad you asked that question. I am going to be pre-booking monthly massages, which I did throughout the Yay. fall, which was amazing. Sarah and mm-hmm. I have talked about the miracle of consistent <laughs> massages. Yes. Um, and there's some other stuff too that I kind of have on my list of, you know, things that I'm kind of thinking about as we're making this move. Going back to kind of the rigidity factor I'm trying to not be too prescriptive I mean if you've heard everything I've said in this episode you're like wow that's not true you're being super prescriptive <laughs> um, but there are a lot of things that I'm actually not like I'm, I'm trying to be very Katie version of relaxed about mm-hmm. which is like no one else's version of relaxed <laughs> um, but even just about like when are my workouts going to happen and you know what is my daily schedule going to look like all of that I'm kind of leaving open for right now Mm -hmm. just because I don't know you know what Mm -hmm. this is going to be like when I get there and I don't know the culture of the of the campus and like there's just so many things that it's like I need to figure that out first um and I don't want to just like charge in and be like I have I have no flexibility this is my schedule you know like I I need to be a little careful about that so um and then also there's this whole goal for me around which I haven't mentioned yet around making our house a home you know Mm -hmm. like and really trying to figure out where things go and like what are Mm -hmm. our new systems and stuff when it comes to this new house that we purchased and so that to me is also a form of rest because I think Mm -hmm. that the house is a respite space for me Mm -hmm. and and for my partner Mm -hmm. and so how do I invest in Mm -hmm. you know making that into something that feels good yeah I appreciate you talking about this so thoughtfully because I think one of the things that I see people do all the time and I, I mean, I've never done this. I don't know what we're talking about. Of course, never. Um, Never, ever. But the, the idea that like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to move and it's going to be fine. Or I'm, you know, I've got this other thing that I'm going to add on top of this already full plate and it's going to be fine. I'll figure it out. It's right. But you're being really thoughtful and intentional about no, like this is going to take an amount of time and amount of space that I don't exactly know what that's going to look like. So how can I plan ahead for that as best I can, but also kind of build in that space of forgiveness too, that like, if this doesn't, you know, if these pieces don't fit how I think they're going to, then we'll reevaluate and try again, rather than setting yourself up for expecting so much out of yourself that you just can't deliver. Right. And, and I think I, I just want to call out that thoughtfulness because I think that that is huge and is also recognizing that like you are a person and a human who has physical and mental and spiritual limitations. Right. <laughs> that is a great thing to recognize. Yeah. But you can also still work through that period. Yeah. And you can still produce great quality stuff. Um, but it does require a little bit more planning on the front end and a little bit more flexibility in the midst of all of it. So Right, right. No, I'm 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 also glad you're calling attention to this because I think that I was just working with a client not too long ago who's also in the midst of a job transition. And she's like, I just keep telling myself it's not that big of a deal. You know, and I was like, okay, what if we actually told ourselves that it is a big deal? How would that change what you're doing? Because she was trying to downplay everything and it was making her judge herself because of how she was acting in that moment. So I'm like, this is a huge deal. Like we're moving to another state. I'm changing jobs. I'm doing a job that's very different than the job that I do now. I'm going to have a bigger team. Like, I mean, there's all kinds of things that I'm like, yep, this is a big deal. Like, this is a very big deal, which is why I'm trying to prepare myself for the discomfort of being in a new environment, of being cognitively overloaded, you know, like all of the things. And 
at the same time, you know, like showing that I'm human, I'll podcast about this. I'm going to share all of it, you know, like, but at the same time, I would like to have some stability in my business for my client's sake and for my sake. And I think that if I, if the business stays consistent, that is a form of comfort for me in the midst of all this other change to know that I'm still podcasting. I'm still blogging. I'm still working with clients that I worked with when I was, you know, in Oregon. Um, but it is, there's a lot of discomfort for someone like me who loves routine, you know, like it is a, it's a cool thing to kind of have a blank slate and be like, well, I've never done yoga classes before. Let's try that. Like there's this kind of playful experimentation that comes with it too. Um, but like yesterday I had a massage and it was my last massage of the year. And I was like, oh yeah, now I have to go through this period of it's the last time of doing all these things. It's the last time, like I told my partner and I the other day, I had some tense words in the car in the morning because we were coming into town and I have this routine of like popping by the library and dropping stuff off. And I haven't come, gone like into our physical library for weeks now because my partner is like, you have to stop getting books. We're moving. Like, <laughs> like he's he's been very like adamant about like stop yeah. getting 30 books at a time. And we've had to pack up all our stuff and whatever. So like, I get it. He's totally right. And, but at the same time, I, he was like, don't, don't go to the library. I'll drop off the book for you. And I got so like, you know, not, I was not in a good place. (laughs) So I called him later that day and I was like, I'm sorry that I, you know, like spoke, you know, not very kindly to you. And, and I said, I think it's because I miss going to the library. Like that was like my place. And I went there like twice a week. And so when he was like, don't go there, I was like, but this is my routine. Like this is like (laughs) something I really enjoy. And it's such a small thing, but when all those small things start adding up and you're like, oh, I'm not, I don't have the things that I had before that felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a tough thing so yeah Yeah. all of that I'm like really you cannot prepare yourself for it 100% but I'm trying I'm trying to kind of be in this place of being super kind to myself and super kind to my partner except for the exception of this morning when he told me not to go to the the library Um, but we're trying (laughs) to be really kind to each other because it's a lot yeah I mean transition is really hard and I get it yeah Yeah. well and I I just I so appreciate that that you're opening up about some of the struggles of this, this transition and and acknowledging that it's a big deal because it is a big deal and you are grappling with it really honestly, which I, as you know, a person who also appreciates honesty is I, I really admire that because it's, it's so easy to just like tell the world that everything is fine and it's not a big deal and it's, this is going to be great. And I'm going to, I'm going to just like kill it. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to do all the things. Um, but to actually kind of peel peel back the uh, layers a little bit and realize like, no, there's a lot that affects you in ways that, in ways you expect and in ways you don't, right? The library moment was not one you expected to come out and just sort of whack you upside the head, but it did. <laughs> and so, you know, you have to kind of allow for that and, and create a forgiving space for that and, and recognize that like life is going to be unpredictable a lot of the time, but you can also prepare for it in the best ways that you know how. And um, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to pretend to be something you're not. Right? Right. Like, who right. knew that in our thirties, we would learn how to actually be honest with ourselves about that life is hard a lot of the time and yeah, that it's actually the, okay for it to be hard a lot of the time. And that you are. I mean, exactly. I, well, and I mean, top of my list, January, once we get to Kansas, getting my library card. Of I mean, course. Like, <laughs> of course, obviously. As it should be. Yeah. I mean, but I think that it's just, yeah, I, this is something that I think as I think about 2020, I am like you, super excited. I I feel like there's so much stuff that's going to come in this year that I am both anticipating and not. And I am like, I keep telling myself as long as the ratio of excitement to overwhelm is slightly on the side of excitement, (laughs) that's good. You know, like I'm, I can go with that. Even if it's like 51 to 49, like, fine. (laughs) Um, So yeah, but I, I'm also excited, Sarah, to see what comes for us in eventually season seven, which Mm -hmm. we always get to this point and we're like, wait, have we decided we're doing a season seven? I'm assuming we're doing a season seven. I assume we will as well. I'm going to pitch an idea for season seven to you that you will not be able to deny. Is it going to be like the time that you were like, we're going to talk about marketing? And I was like, yay. No, it's not. And you're going to be like, (laughs) this is perfect. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like, and maybe it'll be season eight because of time. We'll have to figure it out. But, um, 
listeners just know something super exciting is coming and Sarah's superpowers are going to be so on display and I am going to gain so much from it and so will so will you as our listeners I'm very excited I'm super curious what this idea is because she's not going to tell you because she hasn't told me yet no I haven't (laughs) I haven't but I also want to thank our listeners for hanging out with us this year we went in a lot of different directions between the marketing and the interviews and you know Um, all different kinds of things and it was so fun to be able to process this with you Sarah like this is a great way for me to end my year with the business and really do some reflective work Agreed. Me too. And now I'm even more excited for 2020 and what it has in store. Oh, so, so much good, good stuff. And listeners, I hope that you all have a wonderful, uh, you know, end of your 2019 and into 2020 that things just look bright and clear and, and just amazing for all of you. I just, I hope, I wish all of the, the good vibes and the good wishes for whatever you have in store for 2020. And, uh, you know, I just, I hope it, I hope it's a good year. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I really hope it's good. <laughs> yeah. Ditto. I couldn't have said it better than that. So for our listeners, if you want, again, we're, we're mentioning a lot of things in this episode, so we will have show notes. You can find that at drkatylinder.com backslash M-Y-W um, or drkatylinder.com backslash podcasts if that's an easier place for you to go. And um, Sarah, I am excited. I think the next time yeah. we'll talk will probably be 2020. Yeah, I, I would I would assume so. And I might even be in Kansas. <laughs> hey, we'll time, be on the same, same time, time zone. zone. Yeah, Woo-hoo. I'm excited. All right. Well, Sarah, thanks so much for spending time with me this morning. And um, I will talk with you again soon. See you in 2020. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Make Your Way. Show notes and a transcript for this episode can be found at drkatylinder.com backslash MYW. If you found this episode helpful, please consider rating or reviewing the show in Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.